is a sigh of relief because Fun Drive 2017 is officially over. To everyone who donated their time, energy, money, forgot to donate now but will donate online at citr.ca, couldn't donate this year but will donate in the future, and to our community as a whole, CITR and Discord are want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Just like thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for trusting us with your money and we promise to make good use of it. Muchas gracias. Gracias, gracias. Thank you. Thank you so much. Merci, genre infiniment. Thank you, everybody. That was great. Do you love the idea of empowering female youth through music creation and performance? Girls Rock Camp Vancouver is a 100% volunteer-driven nonprofit that promotes self-esteem and builds technical skills in female and non-binary youth ages 8 to 18. Help support this initiative by donating, volunteering, or attending their end-of-camp performance July 15th at the Rio Theatre. If you're interested in being a camper or volunteering with Girls Rock Camp, visit girlsrockcampvancouver.ca. Hello, you are listening to The Real World with Dama and Dora on CITR with 1.9 FM. We want to start the show off um, with a land acknowledgement. We are broadcasting live from unsuited Musqueam and Coast Salish territories here on UBC campus. Um, the Real World is the UBC Film Society's radio show um, where we try to connect with other clubs and campus organizations through film. Blah, blah, blah. Speaking of Film Society, you know what we're having next Wednesday? AGM. What? Do you know what AGM stands for? Annual general meeting. And we do elections and f- movies and free popcorn and so many of these things. Free popcorn. Free pizza. Free pop. 
<laughs> um, elections are happening. If you want to sign up for FilmSock Exec, do it. Freaking do it. We would love to have you. Have we never seen you before? That doesn't matter. Who cares? S- sign up for FilmSock Exec. It's fun. Um, we've organized events. We do this radio show. We, you can be on our radio show. We would do you want to be on our radio show? I'm so tired of listening to myself talk. <laughs> oh my god. I'm not tired of listening to you talk, Dora. No. You could be as cute as we are. Yes, you, you could. could. Level up to this. It's it's a goal. It really is. It's a goal. Um, it's a super fun club, super fun exec team. Do it. We're just very it. excited about getting some new people into the exec team. And yeah, we have a lot of fresh, fresh faces that are going to be coming in. So be one of them yeah. if you want. Or don't. You know, that's up to you. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. What did we just guys. listen to, Dora? We just heard Hey Boy by She Devils, um, a band out of Toronto. Or no, Montreal. Nice, nice, nice. Um, one of the big Canadian ones. Um, and I freaking loved it. Their cover art is so cool. It's like a green alien. Ooh. Like a lady with a chill ass haircut. Nice. And it's like, oh, sick. Um, yeah really cool band um, oh yeah and glad we got that out of the way because i almost totally forgot um Dama, what are we talking about today today we're talking about michelle gondry the director <sighs> from france <laughs> yeah i didn't i didn't know that the man that made the eternal sunshine of a spotless mind was french but now that i know it makes a lot of sense it really really does <laughs> It really, really does. Um, so is that what you... You said you had a story about... Okay, so... Uh, and that's what I wanted to use to segue into my story, because this man is a French director. Which, like... Bonjour. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, next... That was so stupid. He, I'm so sorry, It's okay. Listeners. It's okay. <laughs> so, like, that's fine. Like, be French. That's cool. But he makes a lot of movies in not French. Sp- specifically English. <laughs> he makes a lot of movies in English. And that's great, too, because then I can understand them without having to read subtitles. It's great. Um, but also, that means that on the internet, there is a lot of stuff in French about Michel Gondry. So, I was trying to find a copy of uh, one of the movies that I was going to watch, and I just tried very, very hard, and it was very difficult, because everything that I was finding for this movie about the Bronx, like, in English, was a French dub. Everything was a French dub. It was... Why? Why could I only find French dubs of this movie? It was just not normal. Um, the French people's just yeah, and need then I, all of his filmography. Exactly. Um, which is like, I probably should have seen that coming because he's a French director. <laughs> but also this movie's in English. Yeah, no. So why? Why? Never has it been so easy to find a dub of a movie online. I just, <laughs> I just don't understand it. Um, but then I did find, uh, I did find it with French subtitles. So no, I could not get rid of the French completely. Um, <laughs> get out of here, French. <laughs> it was fine. Movie viewing experience. I can appreciate this beautiful language. <laughs> so, but I wanted to listen to it in English because that's the original. So that's what I did. But also it's what you understand. Yeah, all those things. That's so silly. Like, I feel like it is... Like, often I find myself trying to watch foreign films and being like, I just need English subtitles. Like, I need anything. Of course. Um, How are you going to watch a, like, French film without the subtitles? I don't know French. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to learn this language. No. Um, But I do think that that's, like, like a kind of unspoken or, like, not really well advertised i guess like struggle of watching foreign film of like finding a foreign film with with subtitles subtitles. so this like a weird inversion is so out of character for just like movie exactly i just i felt very strange like how come the first links that are popping up when i'm googling this are in French. And like, like Googling it in English. In English! <laughs> Not like you went to French Google. Yeah, the French, <laughs> no, I mean, the English word streaming was coming up with so many like French sites. And I'm like, yeah! All the uh, HD ones were in French too. So they're very sad. Um, but what is this film? Yeah, so I was going to say, <laughs> I watched. That's so funny. We should just talk about it and never name it. Never say what movie this was. <laughs> that would be a pretty meta radio show. That would be really fun, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you, though. Um, Thank you. But, yeah, I, what the movie was wasn't super important to the the story. But it's a good the the narrative. The, exactly. But the story is a good segue into the movie that I watched. So I watched the so week. You still haven't said it. <laughs> Shut up! I was about to say it. I was about to say it, and you ruined 
ruined it. It was going to be a beautiful radio transition. A realization. Exactly. It was just going to be so smooth. And then you had to go, you still haven't seen it. And Sorry. now I'm like, well, okay, I guess I just have to. The movie that I watched. <laughs> just say the name of the movie. The movie that I watched is called. <laughs> oh my god you're worse than andy andy resto hosted shindig this year and Me. in the finale he refused to say the winner for so long you're doing you're pulling an andy oh i'm pulling an andy check out a show burrow on, nice. on wednesdays at like three nice so i watched the we in the eye um cool. i think it's a 2012 movie it's like one of his more recent films which is, like, fun. Um, what this movie is about is basically um, a group of kids in the Bronx are having, like, their last day of school. And we start the movie with, like, as soon as they leave school, they all get on this bus. And this is a bus that, like, they've taken. Uh, it's not, like, a school bus. It's just a regular bus that they take to go home from school or go wherever they go after school. Um, and they've been taking this bus, like for the whole year with the same people it's always been the same people getting on the same bus at the same time like getting off at the same stops for the whole year the bus driver knows all of them because it's always the same bus driver at that time um and the movie doesn't have any particular plot it's just like observing the different interactions that are happening in this bus in this like high energy time of year because the last day of school you're just like oh summer is starting like some of these people you don't want to see for the whole rest of the summer some of these other people you are going to keep in touch with or you're hoping to like see once you're back from summer some of them are graduating um and some people just have never spoken to each other on this bus before even though they've taken um the bus this whole time so um i'm not gonna say like what happens throughout the movie because i don't think that's what's important what's so beautiful i thought about the film is just like it encompasses this um common experience that all the characters have of taking this bus so even two complete strangers like they've seen each other on this bus every weekday i guess um for the past year but they've never spoken to each other but they still share so much more than some of the people that they will be seeing like in school every day because they just share this common experience of being on the bus every day yeah it's really cool um and yeah, like the way that, that it's filmed is basically there's lots of little subgroups that form in the bus because you do have like friends and then not friends. And uh, you like start off seeing one group of, of guys, like the cool kids that sit in the back and they're like harassing this old lady who is so done with them because she's been dealing with them all year. So she gets off the bus. She's like, I can't deal with this anymore. Like, you need to control your children. She says to the bus driver. It's like, <laughs> not, my, not my issue right now. Um, but then you pan over to, like, some girls that are planning their s sweet 16, and they don't know who to invite. They're like, oh, maybe we should invite the boys in the back. And it's like, but we've never spoken to the boys in the back. Oh, but we see them on the bus all the time. So it's like, even the characters themselves realize that, like, they are sharing this, like, really like mundane experience it's a very mundane experience of just being on the bus but it also becomes such like a rich social environment and since it is this like last day of school some people are just like going out on limbs that they wouldn't have gone out uh on during the year so like some kids finally work up the nerve to like ask out one of these people that they never talked to before some kids are like finally going to confront the other one about some issue that they had in the past um, and yeah, I just think it's so interesting, uh, first of all, that Michelle Gondry, like, thought of doing this in the first place, because I've actually thought about stuff like this for a really long time, like, what if you just, like, observe the interactions on a bus, on a subway cart, on anything, um, for a period of time, like, you don't get that so much at UBC, I guess, because people will have, like, different schedules, but... I find the experience of, like, there's two or three people on my bus every morning that unless I'm late or I missed my bus, I will see those people on the bus every morning. And, like, I never talk to them or anything, but, like, what if it was more of this environment where everyone sees each other all the time? Like, what kind of relationships flourish and what kind of, like, interactions do you see? And, yeah, like, at the end, nothing really changes. Like, it's just now it's summer and like we all still get off at the stops that we were gonna get off at but 
you get to kind of experience this little isolated moment in these kids lives which i just think i don't know it feels like a social experiment like this <laughs> this film just feels like a social experiment a scripted social experiment exactly but uh i just wanted to point out this is like important all the kids that are in this movie are like actual kids from the bronx playing themselves so this it's like a biographical film for these kids um when you see the credits like all of all of their names are the names that they have in the movie and like you can tell when you're watching the movie that these kids aren't actors like they're they're acting and it's not always super great but sometimes it's awesome because they're just playing themselves so they're just being themselves and interacting as themselves um so yeah from what i read about the movie it's mostly based on an actual last day of class that happened uh and then they're just recreating it in film so like yeah that's like these kids last day of class yeah oh cool yeah yeah exactly like obviously he didn't go in and be like okay i'm gonna film your last day of class now. Yeah. no it's a thing that happened it actually happened and then he was just in the bronx for some reason and was like i want to recruit all these kids tell me what we should film and they were like we should do that one time and then they did and it's a fantastic film cool. i really really love it like not particularly beautiful like the way that it's filmed not particularly nice shots cinematography the acting is kids that aren't actors so it's lacking but i feel like the core of the movie is just so special and unique i really really loved this film just as like kind of it's not a tableau but i want to i want to call it like a tableau of a teenage experience oh it totally is yeah um but yeah, it's it's really beautiful. It's such a nice film. I Maybe really want to watch it. You should watch it. It's the type of movie that you would like because it's just I don't know. I just find that it's it's so interesting when directors um, go about their films looking at interactions because interactions and relationships are much harder to portray. I find on film than just like action moments yeah. because these are all things that are visual like it's so easy to portray like a journey somewhere or a fight or something where like it's mostly physical you can definitely portray these things very easily on film not so much the more abstract concepts like someone's ideas someone's like relationship with a person that's really not as easily portrayed on film um so when people are able to do it successfully it's very impressive and that's this is something that michelle gondry just in the two movies that I've seen, um, does so well. Just so, so well. Uh, even with not bad, but unimpressive cinematography and uh, bad acting. Like, the acting <laughs> is bad. Objectively bad. Objectively bad acting. Not terrible. It's really not terrible for kids that are not trained actors. Um, but, like, for, for people that aren't actors, like, he manages to pull out the core of these relationships and put them on film in a really interesting way. So cool. I'm very into this movie. Um, that sounds kind of like, uh, not really like, um, but kind of like the movie I watched. Um, I watched Dave Chappelle's Block Party. Okay. Um, I know. I thought it was so interesting. Okay, tell me about it. Um, so <laughs> Dave Chappelle in 2000 and f October 2004, I think, um, was like the day. Um, he um, hosted like a block party in Brooklyn. Ooh. Um yeah, ooh indeed. And it had like Kanye West, mm -hmm. Most Def, Common, John Legend, Des Prez, like big names. Erica Badu, like so many really impressive and talented performers. Um and I think correct me if I'm wrong, I think block parties are free because it's just like you like the idea of a block party um, is it like you just set up a stage on a corner and then perform? Unless you're at UBC, then you have to pay for it. Oh, God. Um, I don't even think about that. <laughs> Sorry, I just... I don't even... Like, jabs. Throwing jabs. You know, honestly, really valid jab. Um, but he... So the movie kind of like... I I want to know who reached out to who. Um, if like Michelle Gondry heard that, um, 
Dave Chappelle was doing this and wanted to be like, oh, I want to film the day- few days before mm. it happens. Or if Dave Chappelle was like, will you film me? <laughs> um, <laughs> both of which is weird um, and cool. And so it like, it was um, like four days before he goes, it's happening in Brooklyn and he and Dave Chappelle goes to um, Dayton, Ohio, which I guess is where he lives. Um, I love Dave Chappelle but I don't know that much about him I know that he like the Dave Chappelle show was really popular and I don't know who he is can you explain oh my god Dave Chappelle is one of the funniest people in the entire world okay um what does he do he is a comedian um stand-up comedian who has two Netflix specials coming out um he right now he's like touring with Chris Rock on his comedy tour um he was in Toronto and my family saw him and I was so jealous um he did he produced and wrote and performed in the Dave Chappelle show which was like a skit comedy um show on uh either Adult Swim or Comedy Central and it was incredibly popular it's hilarious it's so funny um google him if you don't know who Dave Chappelle is google him right now um because he's hilarious um and he what I find really interesting about him is he does a lot of stuff like about race relations um but he like like watching this movie he like really didn't seem to care like he did have this one bit kind of like he emceed the whole event um like okay no i'm getting ahead of myself um i'll just explain it a little better so um the four days before he goes to dayton ohio and like goes around the city that he lives in this like small town and is like hey like do you want to come to my block party and like pays for a bus and like pays for the hotel room in new york city and um brings them to the space um which was like kind of weird i was kind of thinking the whole time like these people like new york versus dayton ohio is like such a different culture Mm -hmm. and like i feel like a lot of small town communities like they are like or not a lot of them but like some people will be like oh i want to go to new york and like it's so cool and like i would have so much fun there but like I think it's kind of hard to like just throw yourself into that environment because the culture is so different. Yeah. And like what is cool, like what is considered cool in a smaller town is usually more along the lines of like the jocks and the cheerleaders. And like it's kind of like weirdly um, archetypal. Whereas in New York, like that still exists. And in like really big urban cultural um, centers, um, that like obviously that dynamic doesn't disappear but then there's also a lot of emphasis on um like artistry and like personal like individuality um and like this this weird kind of like hyper culture almost that you kind of need to shine in so there were these two young black guys from Dayton who went and they they seemed like lovely sweet dudes like I was team them um but they went and they were so excited. Um, they like told this like really weird story. Um, Dave Chappelle gave them their tickets. So they, Dave Chappelle would give people the tickets and then um, Michelle Gondry would meet with them and interview them about it like in their homes. Oh, and did you get to see Michelle Gondry in the film? Not really. Or hear his voice? Or Nope. No, it was just just the Yeah, just the people talking. Yeah, sure. Um, and their interview was like they are sitting on this what looks like a dorm bed and they're so excited and they're like yeah we went golfing today weird <laughs> like weird activity okay um but they went golfing and they like hit the ball into the the rough or whatever and they were just like having fun playing golf and this guy is like um calls them the n-word and like he they got mad obviously yeah but they were like no like cool down because we don't want to get in trouble because we want to go to dave Chappelle's show which was like that's so like that is so weird um but they would kind of like the the movie would switch between the days before and like first it was the dayton like experience and like inviting those people he invited like a um marching band to walk around new york city and um like get the block party like advertise it Mm because it was also a secret event like they didn't tell anyone 
they had to leak like that it was happening but they didn't leak who was performing and where it was so they just were like meet at like convene at like this bus station and we'll like charter buses to bring you there oh Um, my god which is yeah so hardcore um i wish i had gone to this i know it would have been so cool um we were tiny though (laughs) but that like it was such a fun jump between the performances themselves and like going back to the planning stages Mm. so um it happened like right outside um what was called like the broken angel home and it was two older crazy white people (laughs) like so weird but like cool yeah i was gonna say like bad crazy or cool crazy like they they were actually like crazy Mm -hmm. but like they did cool stuff um i'm i'm sure they just did like way too many drugs in the 70s um but they found this church that was like broken down and they went in and like renovated it kind Mm. of but like not really (laughs) um i can't really describe how it looks they put like um they built this like addition to the top of it and then put mirrors around the bottom so it looked like it was floating like weird stuff like that to this huge like a lot of mirrors a lot of like angle angular um like inlays really beautiful and david Chappelle, like i think there are a few people in this world who are like cultural like kind of value culture Mm -hmm. i think dave Chappelle, like he said like there's one part in the movie where he's like um i like i i was fans of these people before i met them like the performers are people who i like genuinely think are amazing artists Mm -hmm. um and he does like say a little thing about all of them um and like has like he like once sometimes um michelle gondry will interview the other performers about the other performers as well which is cool that's really cool um but he just like he it, this must have been so expensive um because he was paying for the people to travel he was paying for their hotel he was probably paying the artists he was paying for the permits he was paying for the stage he was paying for the equipment he the roots were playing sorry i just like remembered like there was a huge setup mm-hmm. like there were so many people on stage um and he was just kind of like this is something i want to do like, this is an event that I want to host. I don't care how much it costs. I don't care, um, like, what the consequences kind of are. Like, these are performers I want to see. This is an experience I want to have and I want other people to have. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to make it happen. What a great dude. Dave Chappelle's amazing. Um, but this movie was really cool. Because it would be, like, it was, like, because Dave Chappelle is, like, quite a big celebrity. And then these performers are also huge celebrities. So... The kind of, like, jumping between, like, normal people um, and, like, small-town people and these, like, L.A., like, legends um, was really interesting. But the most, I think, almost, like, the biggest function of the Dayton, Ohio, um, like, attendees was it would ground kind of the film. So, like, you were introduced to them in, like, the first, like, half hour um, and then... Throughout the performances, Michelle Gondry would find them in the crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, and those two black guys were the ones who, like, usually were, were like, kind of brought back. Yeah. Um, sometimes they would show. There were a couple, like, older white women who went. But I don't think, like, they are not the audience for this show. Just because, like, they're, they're just like, I want to be at home watching, like, Anything what's, else. what's the price or whatever that <laughs> show is called. Like... Um, like, but these young guys were just, like, having so much fun. Like, they were dancing and, like, talking with the other people. And, like, it was really, really cute. And they're from the small town, too, right? Yeah. Um, but the weird, like, the weird thing about those shots was they wore, like, button-up shirts, like, striped. Like, one guy was in, like, a blue and white striped shirt and one guy was, like, a pink shirt with, like, an undershirt under it. Um... And I'm sure, like, they were like, this is, like, the coolest outfit ever. And they're standing next to these, like, born and bred Brooklynites who are, yeah. like, standing there. And they're, like, like chains and, like, big, like, graphic tees. And it was like, oh, your idea of cool is so different. Um, but another really interesting thing about this movie was um, this neighborhood is where Jay-Z and Biggie and all these, like, really 
influential hip hop artists are from, like within the same like five block radius or something. And they went to Biggie Smalls like preschool um, and like talked to the woman who runs it and like went to a couple classes and talked to the kids. Um, And at one point, this guy who used to know Biggie Smalls, um, like they spoke to him. They just kind of like, I guess, like ran into him. Um, And he was like, yeah, like. it's bigger than the hip-hop like it's bigger than this like incredible success because we are all from these five blocks where it was hard and we were poor and like this is like this is the point like the success is the point like this like shared this like shared experience yeah um of this kind of concentrated space is what's so like important about the event you're kind of hosting mm-hmm. um funny thing about this that i i just thought was weird um kanye west opened the block party that would never happen today he would close <laughs> an event um like he went up performed a little bit he, he performed at like three in the afternoon mm-hmm. and disappeared kanye what are you doing you're like the biggest guy out of all the performers i was just like you don't know how big you're going to be yet. And that's really cute. Like, <laughs> it was really sweet. That's so cool. Oh, my God. That entire movie sounds really good. It was I awesome. Think, no, I think it's, like, so cool that you bring up the the thing about the shared experiences again. Like, I'm I'm spotting a pattern here, <gasps> Michelle, Michelle Gondry. <laughs> what are you doing here, Michelle Gondry? Um <laughs> <laughs> who knows um um we're gonna play a couple songs and then community messages blah blah blah, whatever we'll be back um we're gonna start off with powder blue by november out of montreal Thank you. 
textbooks and get your summer shades out because the sociology students association is having their annual year-end barbecue on thursday april 6th at 1 p.m join us in the anzo building courtyard for food and fun times come relax and flip some burgers with us as we celebrate the end of classes with friends and faculty alike all are welcome to attend Tune in every other Sunday from 3 to 4 p.m. for Blood on the Saddle with your host, Dan N., the real, authentic country.
And welcome back to the real world on CITR 1.9 FM with Dama and Dora. We're talking about Michelle Gondry. Yeah. So we talked about the we and the I and Dave Chappelle's block party. Is that what it's called? See? Yeah. Um, and in case you didn't realize from how wildly different those two movies seem to be, Michelle Gondry has a strange filmography. So we're going to talk about that for a second. He seems to be split into three categories. Number one documentaries but the documentaries he does are also kind of weird so yeah. you have like De Chappelle's block party you have one about like his grandmother like what are you what are you doing why are you making a documentary about your family that's a bit strange um apparently it's a very good documentary like the internet tells me it's very good um doesn't change the fact that it's very a strange thing um <coughs> Then, uh, there's other things. I don't remember what else he did um, documentaries on. <laughs> oh, I have no idea. Yeah, but he's done, like, just weird things. Like, why are you making a documentary on this? Like, it's cool. Like, thanks for doing it. It's just not something that I thought you'd make a documentary out of. And from what Dora tells me about um, Dave Chappelle's block party, he seems to have, like, a pretty cool way of making the documentaries, too. So, you know, master of narrative... Applies it to different Michelle. things. <laughs> Classic Michelle. Um, do you want to tell me about the second category? I would love to. Um, I'm going to... I don't know if we numbered it. I'm just going to say one yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. Just whichever um, one you want. He makes, like, big budget Hollywood movies. Um, like, he did Green Hornet. And he did Be Kind Rewind. Um, both, like, really bad dumb movies i haven't actually seen be kind rewind but i've heard of it and that's why i didn't watch it for the show today because there's no reason to watch that film (laughs) (laughs) mainstream movies are garbage no um no no i'm kidding um what i find like kind of interesting about the green hornet like retrospectively like pretty much notoriously considered Bad. One of the worst movies ever. So sad. Seth Rogen was in it. I know. Could have been good. Seth Rogen. Okay, no. I'll okay, just kidding. Yeah, tell me. So, um, this movie kind of like started off um, this uh, campaign. It's like a hard world to use. I don't really like it, but um, like s- series, I guess. Um, or relationship. That's a better word. For um, between Hollywood and the Chinese film industry. Oh. Um which, like, I think is, like, pretty funny considering, like, Ghost in a Shell or whatever is coming out this year where Scarlett Johansson plays a Japanese character. And it's, like, why? Why are you doing that this? That makes no sense. Why? Um, but the – so there's this, like, weird, like, Hollywood, like, distilled Hollywood makes all these whitewashed Asian kind of centered films. Um, but at the same time, um, the Chinese, like, audience – is a hugely sought after um i guess audience again yeah they spend so much money um on films but the chinese government limits like has a lot of like pretty strict um like regulations yeah thank you (laughs) um of like what films like of requirements of like chinese representation in the films Mm -hmm. so 
Hollywood's making these like weird whitewash movies, but at the same time, like have started producing films with um, like I was thinking about it in the shower today, like kind of like tokenized, untokenized characters, Ooh. like developed and like really um, like interesting and capable and necessary, like Chinese protagonists, mm-hmm. um, but not because they want Chinese representation because they're like, we have to put a Chinese character in. <laughs> so it's like weirdly untokenized, tokenized, tokenized, untokenized. Um but the guy who plays Kato, which is, like, a problematic um, character in the film itself, is a, like, huge Chinese film star. He's massive. Um, so Michelle Gondry, like, kind of got the ball rolling on this weird, <laughs> um, like political film movement um which michelle i find so interesting and it just sucks that it started with this terrible film though like why is it so bad so the green hornet like i've watched it in the past like forever ago and then refused to think about it for the past 15 years of my life um (laughs) okay i didn't watch it when i was that young actually whatever the point is six years ago <laughs> i don't want to think about in green the hornet. room you knew the green hornet yeah. was gonna come out <laughs> i knew so green hornet is a superhero that actually a superhero he's not super he's a hero like a bad batman yeah like a vigilante type um that this was actually a radio show originally oh, like i know cool. the green hornet originated on the radio it was just like a vigilante action radio show and that's like i don't think there are comics of the green hornet there might be there might have been made after the radio show um but yeah radio significant anyway um it it was cool but then they decided to make the movie out of it and then it was just like badly done yeah. and i love i love me some seth rogan okay he's great My but he hug a bear yeah vancouver he's so great he's just so funny i've i've talked on the show have i talked on the show before about how much i love this is the end have i i don't think so okay i love this is the end <laughs> this is a th- like it's one of my new favorite movies because i watched it very recently and i loved it um so yeah like i like seth rogan a lot if a movie has seth rogan i have a like a lot of faith in it but the Green Hornet isn't supposed to be a comedy, and it's—I don't know, Seth. Why? I f- I feel really bad for like insisting that Seth Rogen stay in the character that he's always cast for, but he's so good at it. Seth, you're so good at that. And this one was like character. a weird venture into yeah. like like superhero. Yeah, film. like I can I can get into like making a, a superhero character that is like. Seth Rogen, like that's fine, like I can get into it, but it was just like a badly made film. Yeah, no, you need a superhero, like who is like Seth Rogen as a superhero, or no, like a superhero who is Seth Rogen, not Seth Rogen who is a superhero. Exactly. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, because he's like trying to be a serious. Like Green Hornet is supposed to be kind of a serious dude. Yeah, he's not supposed to be like super serious. That's why it works to put Seth Rogen in there. It's not like terrible, but. It's a superhero. Like he's supposed to care about certain things, and it's like, I don't know. I don't see. I don't see like, broken there. That character is like a like playboy, like really incredibly wealthy, like young hot guy. Like it's not supposed to be this like kind of overweight like yeah. Jewish dude. Like what is happening? Why? Why? Um, like my biggest crit- criticism of the film isn't. Seth Rogen, like he's fine. There were a lot of reasons. Yeah, why that there's film just was like good. it's just a bad film, and it makes me sad that Seth Rogen was involved in a bad film because he's and amazing. that Michelle. Yeah, and Michelle, Michelle, why? But what's the third? Category? Moving on to the third and final category Segway of the year. Just absolute weirdness. Michelle makes the weirdest films. So like the fact that he has so much variety is weird in itself but there's one film i haven't actually watched it but it's called like the science of sleep and that's one of his bigger ones yeah the reason that i didn't watch it was because in the part of the description of it says like oh you need to have a lot of patience in this film and it's like at this time of year the last thing i have (laughs) is patience and time and apparently it's like a long film that you need patience and time to like understand the beauty of it but it's basically this 
um oh, i don't remember exactly i think it's this guy that like drifts in and out of sleep all the time oh, and cool. the way that it's like filmed you can't tell whether he's dreaming or not i think he has some sort of disease i don't remember what it is oh yeah he has some sort of disease and then he like doesn't know what's happening all the time and you just it's supposed to be a really trippy kind of film um so that's like absolutely strange then you have eternal sunshine of a spotless mind which like is a pretty big film like was it a blockbuster i don't know like the way it was successful it was advertised as a rom-com and it's like that is so funny have you seen the trailer for eternal sunshine of a spotless mind it's ridiculous i would never watch that film if i had seen the trailer for it um but it's a beautiful film like i mentioned it last week because we were doing elijah wood films and elijah wood is in this film um it's one of my favorite films of all time. So, so good. But absolutely strange. Like, you're delving into a man's mind inside of the eternal sunshine of a spotless mind and just watching as his memories are systematically erased. Um, but you also don't know whether you're inside his head or in the present moment or in some of the memory that is about to be erased. So you have these bizarre, like, psychological films that are just you need to be paying so much attention to understand. And then you have these documentaries that get at things that are so difficult to get at in documentaries. So in uh, Dave Chappelle's block party, I thought it was really cool that Dora mentioned uh, that the blocks where that happened is like, it's about the common experience of being in, of growing up in that block that a lot of the artists in this block party had. In uh, The We and the I, you just observe these kids on, in their last day of school. Everyone's going through the same experience of being in the last day of school, but they've also been on this bus with each other for the past year. So, yeah, I think it's so interesting in those two categories how he focuses so much on like relationships between people and experiences, um, which ends up making even his documentaries a very strange thing like you can meld some of the categories together yeah just insofar as how like strange his movies are good good movies but very strange bizarre very strange with maybe maybe some of the european in him (laughs) coming out like it's not it's not often that you see like european non-first language english speakers making predominantly films in english And I think that's, like, really interesting to see, like, how a movie that is marketed towards first-language English speakers in the Western world, like, how they're made by non-English speakers, like, it does bring a different perspective and a different feel to it, which, like, obviously... It's a different culture. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's so interesting to see, uh, like, our culture being portrayed by someone who is not from it. So... I'm, like, into it. It's normally the other way around. You normally have, like, English speakers and, like, Americans going in and portraying other parts of the world. And then it's... Still in English, usually. Still in English. (laughs) Which is weird. Yeah. So we see a lot of it done the other way around. But I feel like Michelle Gondry is, like, a really great director um, because he explores this huge culture. Like, American culture is absolutely huge but from the eyes of someone who is not American. So he brings a really cool, fresh perspective, and I'm into it. Me too. Yeah. Um, so we don't have too much time left, so we should probably plug some of our events again just to remind you what we're all about. Film. UBC, we are all about film. <laughs> the real world is the UBC Film Society's radio show. We are the UBC Film Society. And we are film. Yes. <laughs> um, the biggest thing that we have coming up next Wednesday in the Performance Theater, we have our annual general meeting. Please come. <laughs> please, 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 please. Pretty please. Um, there's going to be pizza, pop, popcorn, um, elections. You, sign up for exec. Sign Ex- up for exec. Um, and we're going to be watching Shrek if like people are into it. Are you like, into Shrek? I'm into Shrek. I love Shrek. Shrek is great. I can watch it forever. Um. Shrek, I kind of feel like I'm like, I would love to watch it, but if you don't want to watch it, like, if you, the people, don't want to watch it, that's fine. We can yeah, watch something else. Yeah, just just come sign the sheet that says you were there. <laughs> <laughs> we need bodies, but we also want you. We also want you because 
to make it a good event yeah. and also like vote for people because we need we want to have a good exec team uh next year so that we can keep making really cool events and those things that you love film sock for do you love film sock because you should i do yeah <laughs> i yeah. tried to say that as like tenderly as possible oh yeah also did you tell us what we listened to as soon as we came back from no i didn't because we should probably say that. that's an awesome um observation thank you <laughs> um we played powder blue by november um <laughs> an r&b artist out of montreal and then we played um a song by, <laughs> by um don't you have it on your play sheets? No. On uh, Dear Mary. It's off the Mary EP. They're from Montreal. It was like oh my God. weird, like weirdly like religious pop almost is like the only way. Interesting. I... Interesting. Yeah. It was like quite um gothic, but not like goth. Like, kind of, like I understand stoic. what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Like gothic, the actual genre of gothic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great. Um, but we're going to close the show with Jumpstart My Bones by Emily Chambers um, from Vancouver, BC, um, off of her album Magnolia. Yeah. Next up is Dave Radio with Radio Dave on the radio. And we Sick. will see you next week. Shout, Shout out, out to, to Michael St. Gerard. Yeah, St. Gerard. That's what that is. <laughs> Woo! Michael St. Gerard. See ya. Come.